Howdy, friends. Um, we're in business. Um, I can't... I'm wearing my... So, if you're watching the video, you can see that I tried to do my makeup a little, a little like, more for real this time. And with that, I put my contacts in... Contacts... Contacts in... Okay, can't talk. Um, and I'm, like, extra blind with my contacts compared to my glasses. And so I can't see... Like, I'm trying to see the viewfinder on my camera to, like, make sure that, um, yeah, I can't see. So, let's, let's just pray together that this is not going to be a big fat bust. Um, that sounded inappropriate, but I did not mean it like that. I just meant, like, like a big fat failure, you know? Um awkward silence. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, howdy, howdy and welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Miriam. This is my podcast. It's called becoming Miriam. Um, the whole b goal behind the podcast, um, it started it, during like a really deep, dark depression. And the goal was to kind of hopefully over time, see my progress and my journey through mental health and learning how to love myself and learning how to become Miriam the best version of myself. Um, and I think that it is pretty true to that so far. It's definitely kind of documented my journey over the years um, that I've been doing the podcast and the ups and downs and currently the downs because uh, mental health is, I've talked about it before, um, like the, the whole um, idea of like it being a wave, you know, there's highs and lows, there's highs and lows. Um, and that's uh, very, very much real. Um, my nose is kind of runny. My nose sometimes gets runny when I, it's like, it, it's like it knows when I do my makeup, it'll like get runny just so I can mess up my makeup, you know, stupid jerk. Anyways. Um, so yeah, talking about the journey and mental health. Um, yeah, mental health is an ongoing journey and you know, we all know life happens and life is not the nicest. So there's just always going to be, you know, we seem like we're doing better and we're on the right track and we've, we've grown and we're, we're getting there. And then would you look at that? Something terrible happens in life and now we're back in, we're back into the lows and it is what it is. Sadly, life sucks. Um, anyways, I am feeling pretty good today. I, I, I think that's why I was like kind of motivated to like actually do my makeup and sit down and record. Um, last week I talked about just how shitty I've been feeling, which is very much true, but I think that, and again, I can only speak for my own experiences, my own journey, but sometimes like after like a really good cry or like a really good breakdown, you just start to feel a little bit better. Um, and it's because harboring things and burying your feelings and your emotions so deep down is not good for us. Um, so I think that I've been just kind of doing that for a long time. Um, just really burying everything and, and trying to just hide it and pretend like all is good um, when the reality is all is not good. And um, yeah, so I had a, a nice breakdown, cried a lot, what's new? <laughs> but again, sometimes after a good cry, you feel a little bit better. So of course, um, I know that the reality is I'm not like better or fixed or whatever, but, um, at least I was able to recognize that, like, I can't just sit in this just terrible space forever, and so, um, I feel a little better today, and if I feel a little bit, like, kind of, like, motivated, I guess, maybe, to just keep going, um, 
And so I'm going to try to like open up a little bit today. Um, also, the makeup was like a strategy to like help keep it together, which is funny because I just said that we shouldn't, we don't have to like keep it together and like hide our feelings, but I'm trying to keep it together because listen, I am an ugly crier for sure. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to like still keep it together. So hopefully the makeup can like motivate me to not cry. Um, but yeah, I wanted to try to like open up a little bit more about just how I've been feeling and just some thoughts that I've been having. Um, not all of them are happy as we can probably guess. Um, so yeah, this may not be like, I mean, I warned you guys when I came back, my podcast is not like the peace, love and positivity podcast that it once I wanted it to be. It's, it's not that, um, because that's not what I am right now and that's not what life is right now so um it may not be the happiest but before before I try to get serious um I do just want to talk about that Demon Slayer the anime is going on a world tour and I am so devastated that I didn't get tickets it's sold out and I'm so mad about it so I just wanted to complain about that real quick my nose is running again hold on man why don't I have a tissue because they're all the way over there Ah, this sucks. Anyways, sorry, I'm kind of like wiping my nose. That's gross. Too bad I'm not going to edit that out, so sucks. It's not like boogers. It's just like a little runny, so I just, you know. Anyways, I'm just making it worse. Uh, So Demon Slayer is going on a world tour. You may be wondering, what? A world tour? How's it even going to do that? It's an anime. Well, you're right. But you know what? They're figuring it out. So this is what the world tour is. Season t- kind of three. They're now they're like just different arcs. So I call it like season three. But I don't technically know if it's three, four. Like it doesn't have a number. It's just the swords, sword, what's it, swordsmith village arc, I believe is what it's called. Anyways, I'm gonna call it season three. That may be wrong. My bad. So season three comes out next year. Thank goodness. Finally, I can't wait. I love Demon Slayer so much. Um, and so what they're doing for the world tour is it's stopping at a few places across the world and stupid, the United States only has one stop and it's in LA, which is not far from me. And I was like, I'll go. I will drive. It's, it's a five, six hour drive. Like I will be there so I can go to the world tour. Basically what they're going to do is because it, it is a show. It's not a movie. Um, they're going to play. So it's like in theaters. I, I assume it's at some Orpheum Theater, I believe, in LA. I think that's right. Could be wrong. Um, so they're going to play the last two episodes of the last season. Um, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, the last episode of the last season was extended. So it was like 40, maybe. I might have made that up too. Anyways, they're going to play the last two episodes of last season and then the first episode of the new season, kind of like as a refresher where it ends and then going into the new season. Um, and then I, I believe that the new season, the first episode, is also extended. So I, instead of like a regular 20-minute episode, that's extended to be like an hour or something. Um, so that's kind of like what the showing is going to be. And then there's live performances from Aimer and Aimer did one of the, I can't remember if it was the opening or closing for the last season, but she, she, she makes phenomenal music. She's absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if it's, if it's just a she or if it's a group, like I actually technically don't know. I'm so sorry, but anyways, I really wanted to go because one, I love Demon Slayer. Two, I love Aimer. Three, I just wanted to go. Okay. And anyways, tickets went on sale yesterday and I knew it was like coming up. I knew that they were going on sale sometime soon. Like I just knew it. And it was the seventh, which was yesterday. 
And I'm so sad because I literally went onto the website yesterday and I was like, when do tickets go on sale? And the website's dumb and it made me so mad because like it has like the list of all the pla- like the dates for the tour. And when I would like try to click on the Los Angeles date, nothing would happen. Like it just showed me like the it's in February. It's um, on the 18th of February is when it's actually going on in LA. And that's all like it, it wouldn't like take me to a link. It wouldn't say like tickets on sale, like nothing. And so then today I freaked out and I was like, I need to, I need to look at the Demon Slayer tickets. And I like finally looked it up and I don't know why I didn't just do this yesterday. I'm so still, I'm just so dumb. Anyways, they were being sold on Ticketmaster, of course. Why didn't I think about that yesterday? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So anyways, um, I looked it up today and because they were on sale yesterday and it's the only day in the whole United States, like the only stop for the world tour, it was sold out. And so that sucks. And the next closest place would be Mexico City, which listen, I considered that one too. I sure did. But um, I believe the Mexico City day is at the beginning of March and I actually am going out of town um, in March. So I already have plans, you know tragedies tragedies but okay so the world tour it goes on tour and that's like what the tour is they're gonna play that and then the performances there might be more performances i only cared about aimer um and then after that so that's in february well the la one is in february i don't know when the whole tour ends but then in march it's going into theaters so at least like i'll be able to go to theaters hopefully and see it and it'll be the same thing the last two episodes of last season and then the first extended episode of the new season so that'll be in march and then in april it releases on like streaming services so it'll be on crunchyroll um and wherever else it's gonna stream so some of you that may that don't have the passion for demon slayer that i do you're probably thinking that's dumb it's just going on a tour and then going into theaters and then going on streaming. Like, why would anyone, why would anyone, why, why don't you just watch it when it comes out? Because I don't want to. Because I have an obsession and a passion for Demon Slayer. So I want to see it now. And plus, I just feel like the experience would have been so cool to just go see, like, go to a world tour and see, like, Aimer perform live and, like, watch it before anyone else. Like, that's so cool to me. Um, So I will at least for sure be going to theaters to see it. And you should, too. Um, It's not too late to catch up on Demon Slayer. Absolutely phenomenal work of art. It's beautiful. Um, I love it so much. And it's, it's also just a really, like, good intro anime I think like the storyline is not complicated it's it's a pretty like simple storyline which a, a lot of people that want to be just big fat haters complain about the storyline being like so simple but like okay every freaking shonen anime is the same thing someone wants to be powerful and like they're all the same thing people don't complain about that um also the animation in demon slayer top tier out of this world just beautiful like so it's animated by i call the again this is just me being a weirdo um the studio is ufo table i don't technically think it's pronounced ufo table it's ufotable but i like to call it ufo table but anyways ufotable or ufo table or i don't know what's the right i call it ufo table other people call it ufotable ufotable ufo table animates Demon Slayer, oh my god, you just don't understand how beautiful it is. It's just the most beautiful show in the whole wide world, and I love it so much. And um, I did read 
the manga me and my brother my brother owned the the complete collection <laughs> uh we own the complete collection so i did read it all the way through it was the first manga i ever read it's actually technically the only one i bought attack on titan so i own all of that too i just haven't gotten around to reading it um but i did read the manga and it is just it's just such a good oh my god you don't understand it's so good it is so good um, so I, I just, I don't know. I wanted to talk about the world tour because I didn't get tickets. Um, devastated about it. Um, so yeah. And then the next thing that I want to try to get tickets to is DreamCon. They're doing one final ticket drop. If you guys listen to my DreamCon crying episode about how I cried that I didn't get tickets. Um, they are doing one last drop. I, I think in February, at the end of February or sometime in March is when the ticket drop is. Um, so I, I'm still thinking that I want to try to get tickets to DreamCon. Again, that one's in Texas. So I would have to like that. I don't know. I don't know. I might chicken out again or might sell out. Who knows what's going to happen. But I think... Since I can't go to the world tour of Demon Slayer, I might as well go to DreamCon. Um, so yeah, those are just some random things that I wanted to tell you that you don't care about. But you know what? If you listened, which you did if you're here, shout out to you, okay? Shout out to you. Um, I don't know how to get back into it like serious mode. I don't want to. I just like to pretend. I just am ignoring life. Anyways, um, so it's the new year, as we clearly all know. Um, we are now in 2023. How sad. Um, and 2022 turned out to be just the absolute hardest year and saddest year ever. Um, oh. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So yeah, it was just a really sad year. Um, I don't know if I can like fully like tell the whole story yet, but what I, what I do just want to like talk about is that I think that going into the new year oh, geez, was so hard for me because it feels like, again, this, the whole stupid symbolism of like the new year, it's like a closing a chapter, which was 2022 and then opening the new chapter for 2023. And I, I'm stuck in like this, this limbo place where, um, I, I don't want to move into the new chapter. I want to stay in, in, I want to stay in 2022's chapter because 2022's chapter had started off great. You know, I, I had, I don't want, I don't want to move forward and it's, it's just, it's kind of hard, um, because it just feels like I'm leaving that chapter behind and like, I just, I'm not ready for that. Um, one day I swear, like one day I'll be able to like talk about it and tell that story because it's an important story to tell because it's a big story about me. Um, but something else that I was thinking about that kind of might be just, it might just turn into like a big fat rant and I might not even really mean this, but it just like kind of keeps coming into my mind and like, I just, I don't know, we're going to see. Um, I feel like people don't like sad people. Um, and, oh, this might get kind of sad too, but I just feel like people don't actually like sad people. 
And what what the heck does that mean? What what am I trying to say here? Well, I think that like I don't know. Hold on. I'm I'm losing it. People hate sad people. I am a sad person and like I feel like people this may god damn it. Sometimes doing this podcast really makes me mad. I am a sad person, um, and I wonder, I just wonder if, like, I'm too sad for people. Like, people don't know how to, and, like, I also don't mean this in a mean way. I know it's hard for people to, like, what do you say, what's the right thing to say? What do you, what, what, what do you say to someone who's, like, heartbroken and who's, like, going through it? Um, so people typically go, fall to the default the default, oh, I'm here for you. Let me know what I can do. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm here for you. But like, nobody's really here for me. And like, I know what that sounds like. And I, again, I'm not trying to be like hateful or like bash anyone that's said that to me. Like, I, I do appreciate people, but like, what can you guys do? You know, like, what can people do? Because I'm stuck in this weird place where I don't want people to like bother me. Like, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to, um, I don't want people to like, I just don't want to talk to people. I don't want people to check on me. I don't want people to like, so I, I, I know I'm putting myself into that place where it's like, I don't want anyone to like be bothering me. But I think at the same time, uh, and again, this is probably just a great example of how crazy I am, honestly. But like at the same time, I feel so alone, <laughs> I just feel really alone and I like and again it's my fault too because I'm shutting a lot of people out and I'm isolating and so yeah I'm doing it to myself but like it like I think it's like a kind of like this cycle where like I shut people out because nobody's actually like nobody actually shows up for me and so like maybe it's like a defense mechanism now where like I just try to shut them out before they can let me down kind of thing. Um, and I also just feel like not, oh God, I'm, I'm really trying to like process this before I say it, but like I'm processing it as I say it. So that's why this is turning out to be just ridiculous. But I, I feel like, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Okay. I don't know. I just, I feel really alone and like, yes, I have like my family and I have like a few friends that I, that I, that like I can talk to. Right. But I don't want to worry my family. So around my family, even though like they're the ones that love me the like most unconditional, right? Like they're my, my parents, my siblings, like I have my, my cousins, like I know that they love me, but I also know that I tried my, like I, I will hide it the most around them because I don't want them to worry about me. Like, especially like my mom and my siblings, like my mom, my mom was so worried. She, she's always so worried about me. She knows because I've told her how much I struggle with like my mental health. So like, she is just terrified that like, I'm gonna, I don't know, that I'm gonna, like, let it really bring me down. Like, when, when Steven passed away, 
it was like her biggest fear, like Miriam, like, I really need you to be okay. Like I need you to be strong and I need you to, to get through this. And, and so then again, when this happened, um, like she, of course she's worried. She, and like at the beginning, of course, like (laughs) I cried so much, like, like when it happened and like right after, because I, I couldn't hide it. I couldn't like hold it together. And then like, as time went on, I was able to start like just holding it together around my family. And I, so what I'm trying to say is like around my family, like they're the ones that I don't want to worry. Um, and so it's not necessarily that I'm like trying to like hide it from them or lie to them. Again, I, I typically am very open about like what I struggle with and like my mental health, but It's been, it's, I think that people just don't get it. Like people just don't understand what I'm going through. And so it's been long enough in their eyes where like I should be fine and I'm not. And so like, I don't want to worry them. Um, So yeah, family, I typically, and again, mostly like my parents and stuff. I don't know. I, my cousins, I love them all, of course, but like. I've really isolated there also and I don't know if it's again because like I don't I don't think it's like the whole I don't want to worry them it's just like they don't people just don't understand people just don't get it um I think there's like very few people that that will get what I'm going through and like to the extent that I'm going through but most people um don't get it the same way I think and I know that's kind of hard if like you don't know what I'm talking about um because I, I know I haven't like explicitly addressed it and that's obviously on me. Um, I just, I have a hard time saying things out loud sometimes. Um, but I, one day I'll be able to, I hope. Um, but yeah, people just don't get it. And I also just like, I think another reason that I just isolated so much, like, it's not that I just stopped caring about everybody and like, that's why I don't want to talk to people. And that's why I like, won't text. Like, it's not that. I do care about people. It's just exhausting to pretend to be like fine all the time and people don't like sad people. So if, if I were to like truly be open and honest with people about like how I feel and what I'm going through, like that it's, it's depressing. People don't want to deal with that. And again, all I would get back is a generic like, Oh, well, I'm sorry you feel like that. Or I hope, you know, I'm here for you. Okay. Then where are you? (laughs) Like, you know? And again, I know it's like, I'm keep contradicting myself because I just, I know I'm contradicting myself. I don't want people around, but like at the same time, I think, I I think what it is, is I don't want people around, but I think I need people around. It's like, I, and I don't know how to ask for help. And that's also, what's hard and so it's just easier for me to just isolate and disappear and just not talk to people but nobody's worried like nobody cares enough to like hey I haven't talked to you and I mean there's there and there is a few people you know like I I know I'm talking very general but um it I it makes no difference to people that I'm not around um and I think it's just because people don't like sad people I on the other hand I love sad people I love sad people um I've also like found it really interesting that like I can still like listen to people 
like vent to me like if somebody like really needs like to talk about something serious or like they're going through something like I I I can still do that and I feel like I still do it pretty well um yeah so I feel like I can still do it pretty well and I I and maybe it's because like I feel like the like the opposite side of it where it's like nobody I feel like nobody's really like invested to hearing my problems and nobody's really invested in um helping me through things so maybe I don't want others to feel the same and so like that's why I like sad people um and like I want to be able to help people and like want and I mean obviously I'm going to school like that's what I chose to do in life in general so it makes sense but I don't know I just have been thinking lately that people don't really like sad people and that one of the reasons that like I've just kind of disappeared is because I know that like nobody actually cares and I think it I know I have like like I I talked about I have very deep-rooted issues I have I have a lot of issues and I know a lot of them just kind of coexist and like tie together and they like they all kind of impact each other and I've talked about it in the past and it's not really at all what I'm thinking about right now but I started to wonder if like they're kind of connected like um the like on a relationship standpoint I feel like people that have significant others they have a person that obviously like cares like not just cares but like that's your person so they're also very invested in what you're going through and like they're like a like a deeper support system than just like general like friends or siblings family you know and so I start to feel like maybe that's where like I like that like I don't I'm trying again thinking as I speak but like maybe in my brain it's like associating the two and so because I am alone people will net like I don't have someone that's like fully like I'm you know like I'm part of their lives like people that like friends and family they have their whole lives going on and I'm not a big part of that so of course it's going to be harder for them to be able to invest in you and your healing and your journey because you're not part like you're just a you're just a like a side you're just a side character um and if I had like a like a partner or a you know like if I you know if I had a partner I am more than just a side character to them I'm like a part of their life in a bigger picture and so they're going to be more invested and I feel like maybe my brain is like that's why I feel so alone and that's why I feel like people don't care about me because I'm not a main character in people's lives I'm a side character to everybody like even my family like I don't live at home my family has a whole life and like day-to-day stuff that is not involving me and I'm just a side character and um I know I have to be the main character to my own life like I get that but it's just it's hard to do everything alone and to try to get through things alone and I it just it's just something I've been thinking about lately and that's what I mean when I say people don't like sad people because who wants to hang out with the freaking depressed loser that just cries every day you know and and again I do also want to clarify that I do have happy times like I can have fun I can laugh and like truly feel those emotions like it's not like I'm just 
even though I feel dead inside some most time, like sometimes it's not that I'm like completely dead inside. I do have good memories. I do have fun times, even through this dark path that I'm on right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what I was trying to, to get out. Hopefully I know, I feel like it was really confusing. So hopefully it makes sense to some people. Um, I am actually kind of curious if like what I said makes sense or if you agree, disagree. Um, I don't have social media right now, so I don't know how you can tell me, but it would be kind of cool to hear. So if there's a way, I know Spotify has like a, like a, like a Q and a section. If you listen on Spotify, you can respond. Um, but side note, I can't tell, I don't know who's sending me those things. So it does not have your name when you submit it. So I don't know, like if you do submit on Spotify, I don't know who, who said it. Um, if you're on YouTube for the video, there's a comment section. The other platforms, I don't actually know if there's a way, like I don't, I don't know how to get any, like, like if Apple podcast has a place to leave comments, I don't know how to see it. So just a warning. Um, or if you have my number, you could text me. I'm curious to know. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up and just, yeah. Anyways. All right. I'm leaving. Bye.